Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Alan, just to to confirm, you still want to, to be here, right? There was no trade request put in by you. And on top of that... When was the last serious offer you had from the Bears to seriously consider? Hey, you know, I'm not going to get into get into that detail, but you know, like I said before, you know, my heart and spirit, you know, has never wavered. You know, as far as uh, the city of Chicago um, and and uh, playing for the organization, like I said before, obviously you dive into the business of the game, you know, um, and there's different variables that go down to that, you know. But again, how I feel about my teammates, how I feel about this team, how I feel about this city and everything like that, you know, again, has never wavered. You know, again, like I said before, when you're in this business and when you're in situations like this, things come up, you know. So, again, uh, to answer your question, you know, I feel the same way, you know, how I've said I've, I felt uh, prior. That is or was interim Bears receiver Allen Robinson earlier this week on Zoom after his, well, it seems to me his, his agent made it known, hey, yeah, we're, we're asking for a trade. We want out of here. We, and then they did that, and it got out in the media bloodstream, and then they could deny it, say, oh, no, we're not. We're just looking to talk contract, which is a effective, typical agent ploy. That's how you do things. And it became a topic. And so we have news today about a bare skill player and contract negotiations nearing the end, and it's not Alan Robinson. Mark Rohde here on Saturday Suckage. Share with us the, the news you talked about 20 minutes ago. The Bears and running back Tariq Cohen have had fruitful discussions about a contract extension. This is according to sources cited by Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network at Rap Sheet. And there is a push to get it done today in advance of week two, Bears and Giants tomorrow at noon. The deadline for a signed deal is 3.59 today. I imagine that's probably Eastern time, actually, since it's Rappaport. But we'll just say 3.59 today to be official for tomorrow. And according to Rappaport, it's a real possibility. He goes on to say, stay tuned. So it's sounding like Cohen could have something ahead of Allen Robinson. I think that this is good news, believe it or not, for Allen Robinson. He may be throwing his arms up in there and, and going, like, what more do I have to do? What do I, 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 just, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just boiled the water and talked to the media, and and I'm sure he loved Tariq Cohen, but he's got to be like, what, what about me? Um, but I think it's good for him because this means at least one thing 
that the Bears and Ryan Pace and upper management, they are willing to do, if they do it, they are willing to do extensions during the regular season, which they have not always been known to do. So I think that in that way, it's good news. And I don't think that they would do this to Robinson necessarily. Like they weren't, they're not gonna be like, ah, well, we're not gonna extend you. We're just gonna extend Cohen. I don't see that happening. So I actually do think this is good news for Allen Robinson. I I want to go back to the Cohen stuff because I'm I'm not sure it's good news for Allen Robinson. We're watching one thing we play we're watching play out in real time is maybe how two things. One is what the salary cap won't be next year and going forward and that combined with whatever Ryan Pace and his Bears brain trust think of receivers, number one receivers, no matter the the problems they've had here, they may not view them as critical as we view them and may not see the the life support need that their life support effect that he's had on Mr. Bisky has been the one security blanket. He's been like the Earl Bennett. He's been the he's been the the go to the way Cutler had Earl Bennett and or Greg Greg Olson. That's where he could go. That's where Mitch Trubisky has gone. So I don't know. We might be seeing that play out in real time. That that whatever the great New Orleans brain trust thought about receivers down there the way they evaluated them, that maybe we're watching this play out in real time. But why does today's deadline make a difference for tomorrow's game, for week two, for Tariq Cohen? I'm lost on that. Why Why the urgency for today? What effect does that have on salary cap or the... The roster. Hmm. Or I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm. I don't know. Struck, I'm struck by that. Other than uh, I guess I didn't think of it in terms of salary cap or structure. I guess I just thought of it in terms of the triumph of the news cycle. In terms of hey, here's the news <laughs> going into this game. Hooray, hooray, hooray! But I guess yeah, since they're being so specific, or he is, you know, 3:59 deadline or whatever it is, and. Yeah, no, I don't know. That that I don't know the minutiae of that. Maybe uh, Sean Anderson can look and see if, if there is some sort of implication to getting it done um, now ahead of tomorrow. But I just thought it was for the, the sake of the, the news cycle and giving us an idea of when it would get done. But that's interesting. No, I, I don't think it's that. I think there must be some contractual reason, or some whether it's the contract, the CBA, or whether it's, Tariq Cohen's contract that it counts towards this year's cap, next year's cap. How is it divided up? I, I don't know. Um, and I, I, my, all the decimal points and all of the clauses and all that stuff makes my head hurt. But I just wondered about the urgency. But I guess, you know what? When you talk about Rosh Hashanah and a guy named Cohen, I guess there's always urgency on that day. And the. Um... <laughs> By the way, Happy New Year to oh, you, Steve. You. And you too, Mark. Yes, Me thank too. you. Oh, God bless you for you. being here today. I guess you're a bad Jew, huh? I, I'm a lapsed Jew, but I can still say Lashana Tova to you, which means Happy New Year and good year. I appreciate it. Good day. And to, thank you. to all of our all of our Jewish listeners who are as lapsed as I am, or even not as lapsed. Even I you know, I don't know how you how you do this. Usually you buy your high holiday tickets and you go to temple and and it's less of a Rosh Hashanah is less if you're going to rank them, if you're doing a hierarchy, if you're doing a power ranking of Jewish holidays, and 
Yom Kippur is that's that's Yom Kippur and Passover are they're they're tied for first. So you you go to temple, you stand up, you sit down a lot. It's painful. You fast. You and now you're not going to be in temple doing that. So it'll be a Zoom Kippur. They'll have a lot of cameras from 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 the rabbi giving sermon and giving and and you'll do it that way. So I guess so that's what's going on. So Lashana Tova to everyone. But aside from talking about that Cohen guy and getting back to Alan Robinson, what I, I thought Matt, Matt Nagy did an excellent job of providing a big group hug when all of his players, including Tariq Cohen this week, talking about you know, extend AR, sign IR, get them, get AR the contract, and everybody's rallying around him. And of course, players rally around players, and players know who can play in that locker room and what every guy means, but they all mean something to everybody who gets a raise means something for everybody else. But the the way Matt Nagy embraced it as opposed to which it was easy to make Ryan Pace the bad guy because he's not in that locker room. And the coach is, and he says, this is the way our guys feel about each other. How did you, I thought Negi did a wonderful job, and I'm just sort of watching the basic, hearing the hearing the actualities, hearing the sound and reading the quotes. You're more intimately involved. Why don't you describe what you thought about the way Matt Negi handled this and what, what its effect will be? Yeah, he was ready because I was on that Zoom call. He was ready for every question. And not only that, he, he didn't deflect in the least. He he leaned into all of the questions, even the ones where the questions were were set up as, you know, as you guys talk about the harmony on this team. Isn't that a, a bad mark on all of that? And he said, no, this actually just further shows that that locker room is in lockstep and that they are together. So I agree with you. I mean, he handled it perfectly because I didn't know how he would handle it if he would just say, look, that's, this is not my area. I'll defer to Ryan Pace on this. I'll defer to the player. This is not something I should be talking about. And not only did he not, not talk about it, he talked about it in glowing terms. The other part of this, too, is I was on the Alan Robinson Zoom call from which we just heard a little bit of. Yes. You know, one of the things that you could take away from that, too, is as far as the Matt Nagy-Allen Robinson relationship is concerned, I think that <laughs> I think Matt Nagy had a lot to do with Allen Robinson coming to the Bears in the first place and whatever discussions he may have had with him when he was still a Jaguar and just the, the offense that Nagy wanted to run. And Allen Robinson speaking in what sounded to be genuinely glowing terms and calling him my guy and, you know, this is this is a great relationship and that's incredibly important and it's the way it should be right it's it's the the workers and their direct supervisor Matt Nagy all bonding together against you know the evil upper management it's the way it should be in any <laughs> right in, in, in any organization yeah. that's the way it goes down that's the way like think of use baseball as a great example you know the the manager and all the players and hey look I want I want you to get yours it's you know it's up to those evil bosses of ours so that's that's the way it has played out and it's played out perfectly and I think that Matt Nagy I don't know this for a fact but there he said he did talk to Alan Robinson that is a fact and whatever he said to Alan Robinson may may have worked it may have worked in just saying you know 
the instant gratification world. Be patient, kid. It's coming your way. And there's, you know, Robinson's not necessarily going to adhere to that, but at least for now, things have been quelled. So, yeah, I think that th- that was a shining moment for sure for, for Matt Nagy. I think I think he watched the the last stand, and I think he was using the Phil Jackson starter kit, where the Ooh. GM is. You make sure the GM is is off on his own. He's the bad guy, and it, right. that's one of the one of the reasons Ryan Pace gets paid what he gets paid is to be yep. the bad guy when the coach needs him to, and the coach can have control of the locker room by feeling he's inclusive that way. And I that was a. It was a last stand moment. Having watched Phil up close, watch him do this and execute this and create create the convenient villain that Jerry Cross was, Matt Nagy is not creating a villain out of Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace kind of does that to himself, or the system does it to Ryan Pace with the players saying pay AR. It's not up to Matt Nagy. It's clearly up to Ryan Pace. So I think there was a, that reminded me of the, of the Phil Jackson starter kit, the way it all begins. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. And you know what, Ryan Ryan Pace should in, embrace that as well. You know, he should he should not look. You know, the, the, your job, Matt Nagy, is to to keep everybody happy. My job is to not always be the good guy. That's just the way it is in the NFL and in any sport and in any job for sure. Hey, Steve, let's clear something up here. We were talking about Tariq Cohen and the potential that he could get a contract extension today and that there's a three o'clock deadline to do it today in order three, for it to become three o'clock official. central time. Three gotcha. Three central right. Yeah. Three o'clock central for it to become an official deal for tomorrow's game. And this is all from Ian Rappaport. Sean Anderson, why would it behoove them to get it done today? What are the implications as we were discussing earlier? Well, yeah, not not as serious. Maybe I hyped it up too much when I told you in your ear. But uh, Brad Spielberger from uh, Pro Football Focus said uh, they're just trying to get it done and out of the way before the game is all that he means by that okay. deadline. No specific motivation outside of the game on Sunday. Uh, so it's more of kind of what I thought that it's the the elation and the celebration and the yay us get it done before the game kind of thing. But the game starts. That's after the game. The game starts at noon, not three o'clock, right? Isn't it a noon kickoff tomorrow? Am I yeah. wrong? Did I miss that? Yeah, and, yeah, and so it's a three... it's a four o'clock deadline today. So I don't know yeah. if it just has to do with something you know x amount of hours, eighteen hour, eighteen hours before the game or something like that. I don't understand. I just think there, there, there must be other reasons or other contractual. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know why you'd, why you'd want to get his done and get out of the way when Allen Robinson's isn't getting done and it's going to weigh on the player's mind. But I think that's a, that's, that I still come back to the idea of what the Bears think about the value of a number one receiver like that. They've seen him. And they know he's a he's a safety blanket. He's the security blanket. I meant not a safety blanket. Security blanket for for Mitch Trubisky. But one of the things that happens if you take that away, in theory, is that he can't look for that one guy on his first read, on his second read. Suddenly, he has to look for everybody else. And that makes every makes him less predictable. It makes everybody else more dangerous. There's something to be said for that. Theoretically, I don't know that Mitch Trubisky could read a field well enough to do that, but he'd certainly have to throw it to the first open guy he sees, not the first open Allen Robinson he sees. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mark? Do you know where? Yeah, absolutely. Where I'm going but with this? It, 
Yeah, yeah. But the thing about Alan, you're right. But um, the thing about Allen Robinson is when you're in a jam in the game and maybe you're struggling, it is okay to to look to Allen Robinson <laughs> and to throw it in his general area. And so many times, hell, Allen Robinson. You know, I know that the Anthony Miller one-handed grab along the sidelines late in the game was terrific, but that full extension catch that Allen Robinson made last week, and I think it was the first half of the Detroit, maybe the third quarter of the Detroit game, probably was the most spectacular catch of week one, period. Mm. Okay, well, you know what? Allen Robinson has caught touchdown passes from Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and Chase Daniel. I'd want to trade, too. I'd want to get, I'd want to find somebody who could, wait, can I have more than this? We will try to, we'll run all of this by our next guest. Patrick Finley covers the Bears for the Chicago Sun-Times. We're going to talk about the Cohen news, which is a surprise, the Allen Robinson news, which drags on, and the Bears are going to play their season, and what's the real Mitch? The first three quarters or the fourth quarter, does Matt Nagy know how to coach the game in front of him when Mitch is doing what Mitch is doing? I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. This is Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast pat finley matt what can you guys do during the week to ensure mitch is consistent from one sunday to the next looking back at the last couple years that really hasn't been the case golly man you got to fire away with something like that who was that pat yeah. I mean, I'm having a hell of a Friday, having a great day, and then you come away with that question. Jason? Matt, I'm not a negative Nelly like Pat. I have a positive question for you. you Good, know. I like it. Good. So, I appreciate that, Jason. JJ? Continuing uh, everyone making fun of Pat here, I want to do a Pat Finley double question specialist. 
So stick with me. To start on the on the first question, Larry Mayer. Hey Matt, first of all, I would take it a little bit easy on Pat. He's a little flustered because with the weather turning, he's got to finally wear socks now. <laughs> Dion Miller. And then my other question, I'm going to be double question Dion yeah. here. Um, in regards to, you know, for us, your second part of the question. I'm sorry, I got I got lost again. In your second part. You guys are hitting me. It's a it's a sly technique y'all have. We we uh, you get the double, the double double rooskies and now I got to remember two questions in one as I get going. Pat Finley. This better be good. Look at that. Look at that. Our next guest got the double rooski card played on him. We're welcome into the score. Joining us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park is the man who Asked the right question of the right man who got a whining coach. Man, I was having a good Friday. Then you asked me something about the truth. It was a true fact. Mr. Bisky sucks after a good week. Patrick Finley, you're our guy. We support you. Tell those people to stick your new socks in their mouth. <laughs> Glad somebody does. Let the record yeah. show when Larry made the joke. Uh, Matt, that was a courtesy laugh. That was not an actual laugh. Out of Matt I, it was. It really was. I thought the same thing. I'm like, all right, this is getting old right now. And, and Larry just Larry just ruined it. I'll give you a little backstory on that, though. Um, I actually had to go get my kid from school yesterday. And so usually, I mean, you guys know this, but usually the first question isn't something like that. Usually I would prefer to ask that question six or seven minutes in but i was just worried that uh that i'd have to leave <laughs> beforehand and thankfully uh-huh. i didn't but uh but i'm gonna go ahead and blame the five-year-old uh for the whole exchange blaming using your child as a professional shield when the child does not even have a airwaves to to defend his or herself. Is that how this works? Okay. Nicely played. There you go. I'm giving journalism a great name. All right. Mark brought this topic up earlier and you asked the question. I don't know if you got an answer, but it deserves an answer because it, the bears have Ryan pace has completely soiled the bed with every quarterbacking decision he's made. And the one hope is they can get this last one for all the draft capital and money it cost them to get this guy consistent week after week. So you saw three quarters that sucked, one quarter that was amazing, and you can't guarantee what you're going to get this week. Did you get an answer, and what did you think? No, I mean, the only answer I got was, hey, we all want to be more consistent. And, you know, okay, fine. But, you know, when you look at (laughs) – but when you, I mean, when you look at Trubisky, and, and I wrote about it, and it'll be uh, in the Sunday paper tomorrow, and it's up at SunTimes.com now. Um, you know, he has a history of posting, court, you know, passer rating games of 100 plus, and literally the next week he's in the 60s. I think it was something like three of his worst five games in terms of passer rating last year came immediately after a game when he was in the hundreds. So there's just no carryover from week to week. And here's the thing. I mean, the way their team is constructed, they don't need him to be Joe Montana. (laughs) They just need to know, you know, if it's going to be a B minus every week, I think they might even take that. But they just need to know what they're going to get. And the point with Trubisky from quarter to quarter, week to week, is they just don't know. And none of us do. Pat, there's a report out there from Ian Rappaport this morning that the Bears and running back Tariq Cohen have had, as he writes, 
fruitful discussions about a contract extension, sources say, and there is a push to get it done today in advance of the of week two, the deadline to get it done, 359 Eastern today to be official for Sunday. It's a real possibility per Rappaport. He says, stay tuned. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, as with Allen Robinson, you know, they really wanted to get it done. <laughs> They've had nine months to get it done. The timing of it makes all the sense in the world um, because, as you guys know, you know, the leverage that the, that the team has here is, hey, let's get you signed up before you expose yourself to a potential season-ending uh, car crash tomorrow on the field. Sure. Um, and that the sooner you can get that done in the season, the, bear, uh, the better. The Bears typically get this done at this time last week uh, before the opener. But, you know, they couldn't with Allen Robinson. They were too far apart. And now it, you know, maybe, maybe they can get Tariq done. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows exactly what Tariq's going to be in two years, and, and that includes myself. I mean, is he a scat back? Is he a, essentially a slot receiver? Um, there are a lot of unknowns there, but you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be a better team with him next year than without him. And so if that's the case, blocking them up seems like a pretty smart move. Well, why isn't why the struggle to get Allen Robinson signed when he's clearly the number one receiver, clearly – Mitch's security blanket. Clearly, you saw a lot more players tweeting out support for his getting a contract than Mitch Trubisky. And <laughs> the Bears, are we seeing playing out in real time what Ryan Pace really thinks of number one receivers or their value or paying long term? Or is this some other kind of mess? What's it? What? Why is it the way it is? The salary cap is not an excuse because... You know, look at the Rams, look at the Saints. You know, teams, teams who are in horrible cap situations always find the money to extend their own guys. But I, the Bears, I believe, are just worried about, you know, the next two or three years in terms of the cap going down, uh, money not being as flush as it used to be across the league because of the pandemic. That's certainly the position in which they're negotiating. You know, Allen Robinson wants $20 million a year. And, you know, that's about what Keenan Allen got. To me, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, he's making 14 right now. Can they meet in the middle at 18? Something like that. Uh, you know, that would work. And, you know, you've also got to talk about length here. When Robinson, you know, signed with the Bears, it was a three-year deal, and he signed it because he was coming off a torn ACL. And, uh, and that put him back on the market. You know, next year he'd be 28 if he becomes a free agent. I'd be curious to see whether A-Rob wants to do that again, go that route a second time cut a shorter-term deal so he can get back on the market for a fourth contract. That doesn't happen very often in football, but it seems like the smart play. Yeah, you mentioned Keenan Allen, who gets four years, and indeed $20 million per. Also, the Rams' Robert Woods, a four-year $65 million deal, 32 mildo guaranteed, and then there's the looming possibilities that we could even see more with Kenny Galladay and Chris Godwin getting potential deals with their respective teams. But, Pat, my question is to you. I had the theory that this at least portends well for Allen Robinson that that Ryan Pace is willing to do, if it happens with Tariq Cohen, that he is willing to do deals in season, which he hasn't always been known to do. Does that does that uh, give Allen Robinson some comfort, or is he just upset that he's not the one getting the potential extension? <laughs> I, I wonder what the PR... PR ramifications of awarding somebody else uh, uh, money today would be if that's not Allen Robinson. 
You know, Robinson and, and Cohen are, are tight. Cohen was out there tweeting to get him an extension. So I, I don't think that they would be mad at Tariq if he got one first. But I, I think they'd be frustrated with the situation for sure. Uh, it's apples and oranges. Tariq wouldn't get nearly what A-Rob uh, right. is worth. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. If I'm the Bears and if you're close to something with Tariq, uh, I think maybe you got to start trying to smooth, smooth things over on the Robinson side just so there's no additional fuel on this fire because, you know, it flared up this week. And, you know, one of the lessons the Bears should have learned this week is, you know, you know they were 1-0. They had a 17-point deficit in the fourth quarter that they cut into and then won the game. And by, what, Wednesday morning, all anybody's talking about is this. And that's a, that is called squandering uh, goodwill, I think, with the fan base. And uh, it's something Bears <laughs> have a history of doing. Yes, they do. They spend that the way Ryan Pace spends draft capital. We're talking <laughs> with Patrick Finley. The Chicago Sun-Times covers the Bears. We're doing it here on The Score. So what do you believe the Bears team was the first three quarters or the fourth quarter, the team that was trailing by 17? Or do you think the Bears are the team that can come back like that? Or is that just playing against Mr. Trubisky getting to play against the guy who's the first coach likely to be fired because he's stubborn and he gave Trubisky every chance to come back. Let's not sell Adam Gase short in the first coach to be fired pull. Come on. Adam <laughs> Gase might be your guy. You know, I'm going to give you the boring answer. I mean, they're somewhere in between. You know, their defense is not this bad. Uh, you know, but they look, Danny Trevathan looked slow. I thought, you know, some of their defenders looked slow on that turf. Let's see what happens when they get to Soldier Field. Their defense isn't that bad. Their offense is not nearly <laughs> as explosive as it was in uh, the fourth quarter. One of the positives, though, that I found was I, I really liked their run game. Their run game, to me, was impressive the way that, you know, they sent motion and, and they switched, you know, the, the strength side uh, of the ball uh, at the line of scrimmage. I mean, that might be a winning formula there. If you turn around and hand the ball off to David Montgomery, to Cordero Patterson, and then, you know, if your defense plays the way it's played the last couple of seasons, I think you can stick around in any game against almost any team in the league. Uh, but you need Trubisky to be able to keep them honest a little bit. He did not do that in the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, it was a whole different story. Yeah, and, you know, for, for one week, Mitchell Trubisky under center certainly looked good, and it, it seemed like it was finally a good plan for the running game. But wh- which team do you think is – is more likely to get well, so to speak. The Giants running game, which was horrid last week against a Bears defense, which allowed the the 4.8 yards um, per carry in, in a game, or the Bears obviously attempting to exploit what looked to be a bad offensive line last week for the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Peterson averaged six and two-thirds yards per carry. I believe that was second among all running backs in football last week. What do you think Saquon Barkley would do in that situation? Right. Average what? He's way better. A carry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I will be curious to see. I say, the short answer is I think that the Giants will be able to run the football against the Bears. Uh, it sounds weird to say that because the Bears, you know, have a reputation of being so stout there. But, you know, number one, Barkley's just really good. And number two, without Eddie Goldman in the middle – I think you saw that they were a little soft in the middle. Now, getting Robert Quinn back is going to help on passing downs. But on running downs, you know, I think we will see 
Vauders and Mingo and some of those guys in the play, you know, first and tens, you know, uh, you know, second and four, something like that. Uh, the Bears need to prove to me that they can get a push in the middle on run downs without Goldman. We did not see that. I mean, you know, I charted all of Adrian Peterson's runs. I want to say four of his five longest runs, he went untouched for like a total of like 56 yards before he was first touched by the Bears, if you follow Ooh. that set. I mean, it's, you know, this wow. isn't Adrian. This wasn't Adrian Peterson spinning around dudes and, you know, you know, and trucking guys mm-hmm. and hurdling them and stuff. This was him running because there was nobody there to slow him down. And uh, that is not something the Bears can do again on Sunday and get away with it. Well, the Giants' offensive line has been called into question. Mark and I were talking earlier, and it seems to be this is the opportunity to sell out to stop Barkley, force Danny Dimes to hold the ball, do whatever he's going to do, and he gives up the ball pretty easily. And this is a return to two years ago where you could the Bears' defense forced turnovers and turned them into scores and did that to make up for what the offense wasn't doing. But that was also with... Khalil Mack healthy, Akeem Hicks healthy, no Robert Quinn, but but Danny Trevathan healthy. So I don't know where this is, but that seems to be the way that you have to take advantage of this Giants team. And I don't know if the Bears sell out more. What sense do you get when they're facing an offensive line that should be retreating or they can make them retreat? I'm going to give you the Khalil Mack speech here. Khalil Mack <laughs> is going up at... Khalil Mack is going up against the number four pick in this year's draft who is playing his second career football game and who, you know, until literally Monday afternoon uh, had never seen it lined up across from a different NFL player ever because no preseason. Khalil Mack's got Robert Quinn back. Khalil Mack is the best in football, period, at going for the ball and not the quarterback when he's trying to get a sack. Daniel Jones is the worst in football at fumbling the ball when he gets hit by guys like Khalil Mack. I think he is in for a gigantic game. I think, you know, him, you know, struggling last week. I mean, he's still, you know, you know, the Bears coaches will give us the whole, hey, don't look at sacks. You know, you got to look at, at, at performance. And in, in that regard, I guess he played well. But as long as they pay for sacks and, and for nothing else, uh, we're going to look at sacks. Uh, you know, he was held a couple times, uh, held a couple times more and that wasn't called. Um, but I don't think it's sitting well with him that he didn't get his name in the box score in that sacks category. I think he's going to have a big game tomorrow. Yeah, he is. One thing we've learned about Khalil Mack is that he understands legacy, and he definitely seems to be genuine in his desire at his age. And he's not old, but he's getting there. Um, his desire to win a Super Bowl. I don't know how you feel, Patrick, but it, it seems with him, and every player has got to say it, but with him it seems real that he doesn't want to get out of this league before he wins the damn Super Bowl. Do you feel that too from him? Yeah, I mean, you know, or win a playoff game. I mean, yeah. let's start with that. <laughs> okay, so that, we can start there. And, and, it, and, it, and it's not, I mean, it's not his fault he was drafted by the Raiders. You know, it, it, it's not his fault that the best team he's ever played on was, you know, the 12 and four Bears team from two years ago that, 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 you know, Cody Parkey double doinked out of the playoffs. But, you know, at some point, you know, as the years pass and he doesn't win a playoff game, you know, I'm sure it eats at him. I mean, th- this guy does not lack for motivation. This, this guy does not need anything outside of his own realm to push him any harder than he's already going to go. But, Grody, don't you think that 
when he lies up at night or when he lays awake at night thinking, I bet that playoff thing pops into his head a lot, don't you? Oh, I bet it does. And then that that would also mean that he sleeps because I just picture him on that Peloton now 24 hours a day. That, that that's, that's all I'm seeing, man. Um, so, but yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I think that like, there's some guys who, um, you know, not just on the bears, but in any sports franchise who you don't necessarily believe them when they say winning is the most important thing. I think with him, it is, um, all of this said, Patrick, you got the bears winning tomorrow. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, 18 to 10 because picking six field goals is always funny and I am all for (laughs) an amusing score. Uh, you know, sitting outside, talking uh, at a safe distance uh, with my neighbor last night. And my neighbor said, hey, the Giants are terrible, aren't they? I said, yeah. He goes, so why do you have the Bears winning by, you know, by, you know, 18-10 or whatever? You know, why can't the Bears hang 35 on them? And my answer was, because we've seen this movie before. All of us have. And maybe the Bears hang 35 on them. But how many times, how many times, guys, has a winnable team come to town and the Bears you know, either lose or, you know, are so flat and, and have to, you know, pull one out of the fire the way they did last week. Uh, you know, there's a chance that the Bears run away with this thing. But, man, I've just – I've seen too many games. <laughs> I, I can't I can't be predicting that, uh, particularly in week two, you know. No, I, I – we, we appreciate your being gun-shy, and we know that these are scabs that never completely go away. So, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, thank you for your time. You can go apologize to your five-year-old for using – the child is a human shield to defend against your question. Thanks for giving us your la- time. Won't today. be the last time. Won't be the last right. time. Nice. Nice. Thanks. Thanks, Patrick. See you, man. Chicago sometimes. Talking Bears. We're going to take a break. I want to stay on the Bears. I want to stay on, stay on Allen Robinson. We hear, um, On the score this week, Lawrence Holmes had Matt Forte on. And he's gone through, he had gone through what Allen Robinson's going through. He handled it in a different way, kind of an angrier way or a, a manner that allowed for anger to surface. And uh, we'll hear from Matt Forte and we'll talk about it after this. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You know, again, I mean, that's pretty personal, but, you know, me and Coach Nagy have a great relationship. You know, um, as everybody knows, you know, he's a big reason, you know, as far as me coming to Chicago. You know, just my uh, belief and, you know, his spirit and, you know, just how he brings it each and every day, you know. So we had a very good and spirited conversation. You know, uh, Coach Nagy's my guy. You know, um, I've enjoyed playing for him, you know, and he's been nothing but a great coach. Your Bears' number one receiver who is not number one on their negotiating extension list. Tariq Cohen apparently is, as we found out today with news that the Bears are moving close and expect to beat the 359 deadline today, 359 Eastern, 259 Central Time deadline. For whatever reason, there's a deadline. This game's checked, next week's checked. I don't know, whatever it is. Anyways... The Bears' skill player getting a contract extension or the one getting all of the Bears' attention apparently is Tariq Cohen, who tweeted out earlier this week, extend AR, and they apparently are extending Tariq Cohen. That was the news today. Allen Robinson made news all week. I want to talk about it here on The Score. Saturday suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody with you. I want to take a moment first, Mark, 
to thank Lawrence Holmes for having me as a guest on his podcast, House of L, one of his many podcasts. So now this entire show has been on House of L, right? You did House of L, right? I did. Yeah. And you will back me up, I'm, I'm sure, that the, the time and space that Lawrence affords his guests cause, is what I think makes him the best interviewer on this station. It is just such a comfortable, wonderful, you're just talking with a guy, and he lets you go. He gives you all the time, all the space, all the platform you need to say what you're going to say. I had, I completely agree with you, and I remember doing that with him, and it was one of those things where we started talking, and then two hours later, it felt like five minutes later. So it was... And and he didn't. I, I don't. I mean, he probably had to edit down a little bit of it, but not not much. And it, it yeah. felt like it was. It felt good to do. Like you realize when you do something like that, and it's centered on you, Steve, or me, that it there is something about it that is therapeutic too. And it, was, it certainly was for Lawrence and I. When I did it with when Lawrence and I did it, we ended up kind of um, um, airing our our issues in life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, not just a lot of sports, but there was also the the um, the psychological side of life that we got into. I can't wait to hear yours, though, man. How long did you and Lawrence talk? It was 90 minutes. It seemed like five minutes, exactly right. what you said. That's a tribute to Lawrence. And you students at DePaul, if you're listening, you should know what a pro you're getting and in, in lessons you're learning from Lawrence. Lawrence this week, I bring up Lawrence to thank him for that. But also, he had Matt Forte on. Matt Forte went through the Alan, Ed, Alan Robinson experience this week, and he had some advice, and he had some, a story to tell. So I wanted to replay that. We'll talk about this afterwards. Here's Matt Forte with Lawrence Holmes this week on The Score. Well, I would say, um, you know, his, his situation is a little different from mine because I think Alan's making, you know, double-digit millions at this point. When I was when I was going under mine, I was being paid less than the punter, so I was I was hot. <laughs> but um, you are under contract, and um, you know it's 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 good to let it be known that you want an extension, uh, and you know you're gonna be with the Bears for the rest of this year at least. And I'm gonna be honest, man. Just you know, continue to play and let your agent talk. And you talk with them too. Talk with the um, with the GM. When I was going through my contract negotiation, I didn't want my agent just to be, you know, my mouthpiece. I wanted to understand and, and hear what they wanted to say about me too, to see if the GM would want to say some some of those things to my face. So I would, you know, I would go in there with my agent Adisa and and uh, and listen to Jerry Angelo and you know all the the crap that they were talking about most of the time and. Uh, you know, one one meeting actually, I I walked out and slammed the door because um, I was talking about getting the contract extension. They had promised it, and this is in camp. I never held out all that stuff. I'm being paid less than the punter. Obviously, had I played my rookie deal, and the reason behind not getting, basically, him saying that we were not coming to terms is because he said I hadn't made a Pro Bowl yet, and I, you know, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because, you know, obviously the Pro Bowl is voted on by fans and have by the players. Like, you know, that's not really a – I felt like it was just an excuse. So, you know, dealing with those things, it, it, it takes – you, you kind of take it personal. But 
at the end of the day, you got to go out there and do your job, and then the chips will fall where they where they may. Now, if you play this year, you ball out, and they still, you know, dragging their feet. If I'm Allen, I'm asking for a trade. Y'all send me somewhere else. I don't want to play for you. Matt Forte on Melora's Homes this week. I find that fascinating. That's just Lawrence letting his guests go, asking the right question, and Matt Forte being being open and honest. I The idea that he walks out of a room, he's in there listening, it's really can be bad for a player's mentality, but that's it. He, he listens to Jerry Angelo and says, this is just crap, but you haven't made a Pro Bowl, and then boom, gone. See ya. Do you know all the players crazy. that have made Pro Bowls that shouldn't have uh-huh. um, throughout his – I mean, the Pro Bowl is a joke because of all the injuries that occur and then the guys that do get in and can say, yep, I went to a Pro Bowl, even if you didn't deserve to make a Pro Bowl. So that that is – that's shocking that Jerry Angelo pulled that on him. And was Matt Forte really making less than the punter? Yeah, early on. Sure, you find that you're in your first contract and you always outplay uh-huh. it. By the way, Mitch Trubisky went to a Pro Bowl. So Jerry Angelo would have given him money. Right. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's tons of play. Like, every year, it's like the, the first three guys on the depth chart of the Pro Bowl will bail out. They're like, you know what? I've right. done this before. I've gotten my free ticket to Hawaii, Orlando. I'm good. And then it's the next man up. And it's just, that is a horrible barometer. I think that's a really difficult thing, the, the player being in the room. And that the reason baseball teams hate arbitration, the smart teams uh-huh. avoid it. They find a way to do it's it. Ugly. They don't want the player in the room. They don't want to hear all the bad stuff. And Matt Matt Forte was talking about it. I want to I want to see if they'd say this to my face. And the team kind of has to because whether whoever's in the room, he ha- they have to because they're making the case. That's what negotiations are, and that's why you have an agent. Ideally, some players just most players just you do it. Let me know where we are and go from there. But Matt Forte says that you know they don't do it this year. They don't respect me. I want out. Get rid of me. I'm gone. And there there you go. I. Uh, from a man who has that experience, I found that fascinating. Yeah, and so. it was also the, unfortunately for, for Forte, that was the beginning of the devaluing of the running back, too. So yeah. that, you know, it's a tougher spot than that one that Allen Robinson's in even. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, next hour, we'll have, uh, we'll talk with our deluxe Cubs reporter, Mark Gonzalez from the Chicago Tribune. We'll also replay the John Lester interview, a terrific interview with a, a one of the most, maybe the most, certainly the most important free agent signing in Cubs history. Will that was done with Bruce Lemoyne and Matt Spiegel on inside the clubhouse. So when we come back after this break, top of the hour, let's do what are you doing, Wagner? We have awesome. some items to discuss. We'll do that. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.